0: He's
1: doing? He didn't do W's. Whoa! There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Ice cream. The chair's making a bit of noise. You think that's good? No, it's fine. It's fine.
2: Again, we'll apologise for some natural chair noises.
0: Yes, indeed. And I have an apology to start off the episode. Oh. Hands in the air. Yeah. Drew, friend of the podcast, sent us an email saying that Jim is the first to interrupt... But the one that gets the most annoyed about interrupting. <laughs> and so I just want to genuinely apologise if that is the case. It's if like you did interrupt. Well, start this off. What did, who did I interrupt? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So yes, I just want to genuinely apologise because I do interrupting does annoy me, whether it happens to be or someone else. Injustice anywhere annoys me. And um Alright, <laughs> <laughs> bat <laughs> Thank you for confirming that I am that <laughs> um, Yes, so I genuinely do apologise for that. I know, and to be fair, in the last batch that I edited, I did have to record a separate thing of me saying, I am interjecting and just coming out with the most annoying shite. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what he's referring to, but generally speaking, if I if I do interrupt, do let me know. Because like, I know you'll love doing an <clears throat> noise whenever I interrupt someone. Oh,
1: that's happening now. Eh?
0: So feel free to do that. <laughs> for this recording, we'll see how it goes and then.
2: This could be the last ever episode of Tuna Boot, who knows? That round. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: there, See same it goes, who knows? I just interrupted to diggle. Uh... <laughs> 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 uh, yes, so Yeah, I, I will try and be better and I do apologise. But I, I didn't know I did it apart from that other episode. You know what? It's
2: very humble of you. I do like, I think Drew is making the podcast better as he listens, and it's much appreciated. Also, uh, first time we're recording since Drew's been married, so congratulations to Drew and Sarah. Congratulations, Drew and Sarah. Woo! It was a lovely day. We all had a lot of fun there, didn't we, boys? Uh,
0: well, I was actually catering the wedding, and
2: Drew didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I was the, the carpet. You were the carpet. Yeah. S- smashing carpet. Everyone just kept standing on me. hmm
2: I rubbed some dog shit on your face, but I, I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and we do also have another um, apology to start the episode off with, because mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, the two boys next to me, that is Liam and
1: Jim, That's fucking dairy huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Conv- tried to convince me eggs is dairy. It has been proven since that eggs is not dairy. Technically. Well, well. Well yes, yes yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Dairy refers to anything that comes from the mammary gland of an animal, so therefore it's not just any any byproduct; it's specifically yes. from the mammary. So
1: gland. if you, if you use a mammary gland tissue cell to clone a person, that person is dairy. That is what we've established. But, but unfortunately, eggs are not.
2: Eggs are not dairy, so can we. Oh, I. I'm sorry for going along with these two hooligans.
1: It's a test what they, they they call eggs as part of dairy.
2: Well, can you say sorry?
1: I'm not going to apologise now. I'm, I'm gonna gonna apologize
2: either, no. Not on Tesco's behalf, just for saying eggs is dairy.
0: Um, for
2: convincing your old gullible pal Dougal that eggs is dairy.
0: I feel like it's been far too long to bring up again.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know I what this
0: is. It, so. it seems a bit kind of...
2: Yeah, he's been stewing on this for a while. Yeah. Every day. I work with eggs on a daily basis. And let me tell you, when I went in and said, oh, eggs is dairy, that was the most embarrassed I've ever been. What, did they, did they make fun of you? Yeah, they did. It it?
0: <laughs> well, maybe your work needs an
1: exorcist.
2: I went in and I said, Eggs is dairy, and let me tell you, I was shell shocked by the response. Oh! <laughs>
1: right, over to you. What oh, a yolk. Great, hey, well, you
2: know. Oh, right. when, I, when I did work in Tesco, and um,
0: we had sometimes worked on a bread, right? There was a guy that worked there, John, and he would always say, whenever we were doing the eggs, or when we were near eggs, he would say, Oh, you having a yolk? Right, we'd do that all the time. And then whenever I went to, I was in produce later. i would come up and say, "You having a yolk?" We're nowhere near the eggs, mate. Hmm. Nowhere near the eggs.
1: I once got my fat pal, pal, friend, friend, of the podcast, uh, Fraser Dogs, <laughs> pulled him over from the dairy department <laughs> all the way over to the produce department. And I was telling him, I was just like, "Mate, I've got, to get, I've got to get all these herbs on the shelf uh, off the cage onto the shelf. There's not enough time." Mm. (laughs) he wasn't happy that I dragged him across the store to see that yeah
0: yeah, I can imagine working with him being annoying in that that scenario yeah 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 Yeah. there
1: there was a guy right there was a guy and he would come in and he would just start chucking cheese at people right I was telling I was telling Eh. someone that (laughs) Eh, sorry I I told told my pal I told my pal (laughs) that my pal looked me dead in the eye and said how dare you sorry (laughs) Mind that, mind that in. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so, well, well, oh, we <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, we've done, a, we've done an apology, then we've done a congratulations, yeah. then we've done another apology. So, time for another congratulations. Santa Tom has. Oh, <laughs> fucking Tom's
2: had a kid, didn't he? I forgot about that. Numero do. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Tom Taylor, our favourite Australian, um, one of the only ones left not to be decimated by the emus, has had a child. Second baby girl. Well, his first baby girl is second baby. Um so yeah, congratulations Tom on your new child, little emu Taylor. <laughs> Did I know that? Did you tell me that? I didn't tell you no, no, so that's that's I saw on Facebook. Really. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, lovely. Um I remember messaging Tom at the start of or middle of February after we recorded our last ones. And I asked him, because I remember about six or seven months ago, he told us Marky was pregnant again. And I went, oh, so, you know, how's the baby coming along? I had to message everyone else first to ask if we'd had an update or if anything horrendous had happened before I'd asked him. Mm. Um, and yeah, he, he had just had a very pissed off Marky and a baby due a few days before, before, and it hadn't came out yet. But it has came out now. So that's <laughs> lovely. Um, yeah. Well done, Tom. Nice one. Will we get on with the episode now? Uh, now let's rant for a wee bit more about us apparently.
1: Uh, Oliver, friend of the podcast, Oliver and Ellen, they're also pregnant. Hey! Woo! Um Jim's obviously getting married. Yeah. yeah. Jim had his stag there a couple of weekends ago. And, yeah. it, and that was fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a lovely time. <laughs> we <laughs> played softball. Yeah, we played softball and we all wore corduroy pants.
1: Yeah. And uh, Andy, friend of the podcast who organised softball and bought all the gear, couldn't hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's now forever nicknamed Home Run <laughs> in, the, in the group.
1: <laughs>
2: so Home Run, if you ever get to this episode, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. cheers <laughs> and the one
0: thing that was so annoying about that is because he'd organised us to do that the morning after we
2: went out and got absolutely
0: fucking wrecked. So we were all cursing his name. And then by the time we got there, it was some of the most fun I've ever had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Bastard.
0: But yeah,
2: a lot of fun.
1: Uh, so if you, if you can't tell... From uh, how we've been talking, today's episode is a talk about.
2: Da 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 da.
1: Talk about. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It has. Um,
2: <laughs> do you want <laughs> a Do you want a sponsor and an album recommendation before we jump in? So, our album recommendation. Get it out of the way. Is I saw this artist recently. It's Hamish Hawk. His new album, Angel Numbers. It is a fantastic anti-capitalist album which i didn't realize until i really listened to it angel numbers the title track is the one i'd recommend you listen to it's a fucking fantastic song and uh yeah it's got it's very obviously anti-capitalist but you don't i didn't realize it at the start and when i went to see him i realized that he um the only like you gotta go and see him because as i said to the boys i'm pretty sure i message you is that he dances like an uncomfortable snake has eaten a rat that's mm. live. Mm. Um and it's just like jiggling about in his body. It's uh, very impress very impressive to see. Mm. So yeah, one uh, fantastic gig, loved it, and would highly recommend you all go and listen to his album, buy it, mm. independent sort of uh record stores stocking all his stocking all his stuff. Um and yeah, totally worth it. Brilliant. It's like, I saw
0: uh the other day on YouTube he'd done a cover of Please, please, please let me get what I want by the Smiths.
2: Mm. It,
0: was I it, was, it was really, really
2: good. I've mm. got a lot of time for the guy. Nice. When I saw him at Bella, he covered Debaser. Oh, that nice. was cool as well. And nice. when, when you know that this or, the covers that he's doing are these sorts of songs, it's like you're my sort of artist, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I'm excited
1: because he's, he's in the transmit lineup now. So, oh, oh totally worth the watch, yeah. man. And
2: we are. Very lucky for our sponsor today. Our sponsor today is Alice Marcus McGee's soft serve, self-salting cheese.
1: Fucking hell.
2: So this is Alice Marcus McGee, who has created a soft serve cheese that salts itself.
1: (laughs) How pray tell does it salt
2: itself? Well, by the magic that she's put into it. She's uh, created a a self-salting. She didn't give me the recipe. (laughs) Why would she?
0: Well, I'm imagining salt. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Mainly, but um, how it self salts? We, we we, but if we knew, do we do <laughs> salt? Do we oh do we salt cheese? Well, we 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 will never need to again with Alice Marcus <laughs> McGee's soft serve self salted cheese. I'm not being my cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you go to your local cheesemonger and shout Alice Marcus McGee's soft serve self salted cheese in front of them. They will give you. <laughs> and that's a 2 to boot guarantee.
1: Talk a Let's yes. do this. Well, excellent. I've got a good place to start with this because fuck, uh, it's chair. Sorry, <laughs> Don't, Don't worry about that. I think we can move the couch. No, no. Anyway, following on from uh, your recommendation from this week, Dougal famous shop. I this week experienced almost Dougal's best holiday ever while I was away from work. Ah, you were saying I'm excited to hear about this one. Yeah. I'm very excited to hear about this one. Two things happened on my way, uh, on my play, uh, way, way, way. I don't know what I'm saying right now. Uh, while I was down in New Malden slash Kingston.
2: Can I stop you for a wee second? Yes. Um, that's how you interrupt someone. You ask permission. I. How'd you do it, sir? Ask permission. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's it's nice to do a talk about on our first record of an evening because mm-hmm. we genuinely have stuff to catch up about. <laughs> so this is just our catch-up that we're sort of pansying off as a fucking podcast episode. Pansying? Yeah, well, I didn't know the word I was going to use, so pansying came out. I think it works. works. Carry on, you were in a
1: place. Eh, uh, um... <laughs> oh, I knew I should have rigged this petard up better. <laughs> so, uh, so this week I was down in New Malden in Kingston, uh, London. And uh my uh, myself and my brother had booked tickets for uh, The Unfriend, the play by Stephen Moffat, directed by Mark Gattis, with Rhys Shearsmith in it, Amanda Abington, and the woman from Doctor Who Who has I Patrick Steele's Amy's Baby.
2: Um, oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh,
1: That's why she looks familiar. <laughs> makes sense. Fan fucking tastic show, very hilarious. Um the acting spot on for every person in it even like the sporting cast and that the guy who plays the son in it it's delivery throughout the entire thing was some of the most on-spot acting that i've seen for someone that's younger coming into it um he was fucking hilarious even down to the pretending to fart but reesear smith though was, I, I i was just so excited to see him live um we, me and my brother and my dad joked about going to um, get some signatures after that at the back door, if, like maybe the club. like we used to do that when we were younger, decided not to because we went to get some Wagyu steak, which was also fucking amazing. Mm. Oh, hello, um, Mr. <laughs> High Roller. <laughs> well, oh, I'll about that. So, yes, yeah. um, but then we were on our way back after doing that and... Uh, no, how was the Wagyu steak? Oh, the Wagyu steak was fucking real, right? We got the rump cut, the cheapest cut, 50 quid. Oof. I oh yeah, was get, this? Uh, this was at STK Steakhouse um, okay. The fillet steak which one day I will go for it is 98 quid per 100 grams minimum oh. spend is 200 grams Fuck. Oh, So you're yeah. 200 quid for a fillet steak
0: there I can't imagine how good that would have to be just to find <laughs> that.
2: Honestly, if we ever come into a bunch of money any one of us, we're doing a live podcast from <laughs> STK in London where we're all having our
1: And it's not like a it is genuinely that good type oh, of thing, right? Right, so I've had two pound steaks in my life. One was a fillet steak at Witchery, which was the best steak that I've ever had. The second was this rump wagyu mm-hmm. steak that I had at SDK. Now, for a rump cup, it was better than the fillet cup from the Witchery. Right? Wow, it wow. was amazing. Even the fat, the one fat bit that was on it, tasted fucking unreal, yeah. Um. It was, I was oh, I I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> God, steak That's amazing. It better be as good as this. <laughs> it won't be. It was unbelievable. You've honestly... got it's hundred eighty quid to <laughs> No, it is rump. It's hundred eighty <laughs> pence. <I suppose. laughs> yeah. anyway, if, if you're if you're down there and you can spare fifty quid plus all the extra stuff, I have got the wagyu buttered on it as well. Uh, some asparagus oh, and some parmesan uh, chips. Dirty. I do have some money spare uh, from my birthday,
2: and we're going down to London to see. The other part of Shearsmith and Pemberton, yeah, uh, in a way. So, <laughs> break uh, yourself into SDK, yeah, in. yeah. I'm making a little note of that just <laughs> now. Sorry, carry on with your story, we've yeah. railroaded it
1: completely. No, happy to talk about steak. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, so we left the steakhouse, we're on the train back to uh, Kingston and we get a text from my mum saying, Stephen Moffat was at the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh like we were all just like shit he was there and he was signing stuff so if we had gone to the back door we would have gotten a signature oh, from not only me shearsmith and, uh, and abington and all that because they sign stuff every night apparently but we also would have gotten stephen moffat oh, um wow. but even better than that he was sitting in the front row now when me and my brother came back from getting beers at the interval We decided not to go up and round to get to the other side for the stalls. We decided to cut down through the front row. So I nearly fell over in the front row. So at one point in the night, I almost sat on Stephen Moffat's lap. (laughs) That was brilliant.
2: brilliant. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that would be... Can you imagine if you fell over a dude and then sort of went, Oh, I'm so sorry. I looked up. (laughs) Yeah.
1: oh my god is that you is this yours did you do this Since we were shuffling past people because there was no space at the front it was like literally like the library. room you would get the rest of it I didn't want to look at anyone's faces (laughs) I didn't want to make eye contact I have a very tenuous
0: horrific joke Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but I feel like you'll appreciate it so imagine if you did trip you elbowed him in the face right like (laughs) proper smacked him in the face blood started pouring everywhere and someone shouted is there a doctor <laughs> <laughs> how how close would you have been to be shout- to just going who
1: <laughs> immediately afterwards? That would have been great. Is that a jo- is that a joke? I don't is really that a, know, but is, it's is that just remembering a show an, he was involved. Someone in. somewhere between an anecdote and a joke. Yeah,
0: it's a
2: joke and uh, a funny observation.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just some words, wasn't it? Really, <laughs> it was funny though, so can't take it
2: that way. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> that's I, get- I mean, I mean, like first off, Stephen Moffat. Mm. That would be amazing to have seen but at the same time, why is it the fuck? Is he taking a seat in the front row? <laughs> well, he's seen it. Thank Presumably, much. maybe not. Someone yeah. else could have seen
1: it. <laughs> see, see, the thing was as well, like during during the show, I saw Amanda Abington like saying wines and then just kind of like looking the crowd and like like we oh, be But it was kind of like not like a mm. not like a um, never mind Buzzcocks kind of style, but just kinda like just kind of like looking about and all that. She was looking at Stephen Moffat the entire time. She knew she was saying her lines and being like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, "Did you hate that?" We changed that one. The <laughs> uh, show, by the way, is fucking phenomenal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right, the second part of this, I really wanted to go to Banquet Records in Kingston, uh, because Banquet Records is amazing. They have like tons of stuff from fucking years ago. Um, uh, like I picked up the live. Uh, Foles album which came out in 2014 mm-hmm. I got that like and then like a couple months later it was sold out I think you, you, or a couple weeks later anyway so I was very excited to go to this record shop I'd never been to I'm no, never going to get down to Kingston that often Um, walking down with my dad and there was like a couple people outside and tons of people packed into the shop and I was so excited and then we got told we couldn't go in because there was a show on and who fucking was it? a shock. <laughs> 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 that's that is how you tell a story that's
2: how you tell a story well done you finally got there Liam you finally told the story well
0: Woo! something interesting enough happened to you that you remembered <laughs> sorry that
2: was really harsh that was harsh and you interrupted again <laughs> but, but no, never. <laughs> um <laughs> Why am I editing the episodes that the arts have came out? This is going to be
1: fucking torture. I was just going to send this one up and yeah. hope for the best. <laughs> I've
2: been
0: thinking about doing that. But,
1: but, not but yeah, I, well, if I'd known that Hamish was playing there that night, which my mum did, and she uh, told us that afterwards, she said, oh, I was looking about that, so I was going to come down for it. Uh, if I'd known, I would have got tickets obviously. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to go to Bank of Records, but I did almost have Dougal's best holiday ever. Yeah, by yeah, almost bumping into Stephen Walter and almost bumping into Emma Hawk That is the perfect definition of my <laughs> almost best holiday
2: ever. Bumping into two people that I quite like. <laughs> wow. Well, well, there you are. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really nice artistic sort of people in that one. So can I talk about when I went to see Cocaine Bear back? Yes. <laughs> pee. <laughs> All right, we'll take a pee break. To the. Bam. Okay. It's a P break, all pee
1: break. It's a P. Have we ever talked about uh, Jim's uh, high school certificates? I don't know, but he does have some in the house. Will we have a look at them? Yes. Okay. Welcome to Tuna Boots. Dramatic reading of Jim's high school certificates. Oh, you said dramatic
2: reading. This is this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Sports Day 2005 First Gold Award P7 Boys High Jump James Rennie Sports Day 2005 Second P7 Boys Shot Put James Rennie Him. Yeah, you're wow. an adventurer and a scallywag. Oh, he's gone over to investigate what you did. So well, I, I, I know. I, 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 dropped, I dropped them I <laughs> tried to put them back in the wrong place, and it did not go well. <laughs> switch,
0: switch, them. I can switch it from the first one to the second. One. No, no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, second, keep it humble. Uh, humble place humble place. yourself. No, well, we spoke about them on before the last. Actually, did we? Did. Did we? Yeah, oh, well. Remember one of my random questions was, "What's the most physically impressive thing you've ever done?" That was no, uh, right. no, that
1: no, was a we bad Well, we just uh, dramatic.
0: Yeah. Well, I think um, what I'm thinking is for the because for my thirtieth this year, I'm going to do the drunk sports day. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking getting the first place one printed on that T-shirt. Is that this year? Since September,
2: yeah. Oh man. So you saw cocaine <laughs> bear <didn't you?
0: laughs> Yeah.
2: So um. The new film, and it will be because this is coming out on Tuesday, I suppose, so the new film just came out, called Cocaine directed by Elizabeth Banks, starring a shit tonne of people. Ah, oh, what a strange thing. I went in, and uh, about an hour before me and Ali met up in a pub, I was having a weird day, I wasn't really up for much, uh, and we decided to have a, um, well, a redacted brownie. Mm, nice. I think. Yeah. So we had a redacted brownie each, mm-hmm. and then about an hour later, just uh, we went in and watched the adverts, and the first brownie was starting to really, you know, redact, redact. So, <laughs> so, so we took another redacted brownie, and it's such a fucking weird film.
0: <laughs> what can be?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna give away much <laughs> because I, I, you guys are going to see it, but fucking out, mm. like, there's my favourite part, and I'll give you my favourite part because I want you to look out for it, is a bit where the cocaine bear smells someone who's got cocaine on them, mm-hmm. runs up to go and kill them, and then the, the person that the cocaine bear goes and jumps up to kill dies, falls down, and then the cocaine bear goes to the guy's leg and just does a line off the leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental (laughs) shit like that it is like the perfect b movie horror film Mm -hmm. that you've ever seen but then another hour through this film like the last half hour i was getting there and i mean we were redacting all over the place i was i was i was so redacted (laughs) that i can't tell you i was like everything it was what i did me and uh Me and uh, Redacted both had to go out of the the cinema and just take a couple of minutes each because it was a bit too much. (laughs) And I went back, got to the end. The ending scene is fucking hilarious as well because it's like, it's hard to explain. It's like, it feels like it would not be out of place in Jurassic Park, The Lion King, and Saw. It is a very (laughs) strange last scene. Um, And then you get all the things. The problem with the film is there's too many people and they don't get enough time. But the best thing about the film is there's too many people. You get stupid corny scenes and then there's a bear (laughs) croaked out its face. (laughs) But anyway, we were, um, yeah, we, we finished seeing the film and it was great. And then I got on a bus home and it's been well about a decade since I was last on a bus redacted. And it was, <laughs> it was so weird. I, uh, the bus took so long, it took at least four days.
1: <laughs> and
2: I was convinced the entire time that uh, I was in the Matrix mm. and they were building extra streets around the streets that I was going down. So every time I <laughs> went light. down a street, I was, <laughs> it was mad. I was like, I was, we were going down the street and I remember specifically Evan Cycles on um just past fountain bridge oh, we were yeah. passing it i remember passing it and then i remember looking and we were passing it again <laughs> now this didn't happen what's happened is i've seen a bright light shot thought it was Evans cycle went to the next one and it's still evan cycle but i convinced myself in that moment that i was in the matrix and someone was just building streets <laughs> longer around me stopped that. me getting home this happened the whole fucking way. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> At the time I was getting up, I was like, I need to get off this fucking bus, man. This is horrible. And I started getting paranoid, and I was like, this is just not happening. It's
1: not very good. So you would say that you're not condoning redacted, because, by the way, the monetization bit of uh, ACAS means that you can't promote or condone redaction. In the slightest.
2: No, I don't condone or um, or tell you not to redact
1: but, in yeah. any way. Yeah. As long
2: as we're
0: not talking about terrorism or anything,
2: then I think they'll let us through. Terrorism something I do not condone. But then we got home. And, and you condone terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> I can, well, I condone terrorism. do
0: about terrorism when we're
2: home. No, I had to cook. <laughs> I said I'd cook a stir fry. And again, it's been so long since I've had to operate when I was redacted. Mm. Um, It was... It was so weird having to cook as well because I was standing in the kitchen chopping shit, thinking I was gonna cut myself in half like half the time. And also, at various points, went I'll never see Ali again. This is it. This is where I am forever. <laughs> I'm stuck here forever. <laughs> like I was. It was so. It was just so wild that I was just standing there chopping an onion, going This is never gonna end this is it this is where we are <laughs>
1: this, is, this has given me you know the episode of mighty bush where it's just like take one see how you are mm-hmm. and then like if you take another then you might see the devil pull your saw like kneecaps or something like that <laughs> that's good that's given me that vibe and that's I, like i thought
2: one i'll be okay because i would waited an hour and a bit i was mm-hmm. like this will be fine have the second and then everything just went hey afterwards <laughs> just cooking this stir fry going fucking hell what is happening? i'm I'm here forever this is me this is life this is where i stay this is fine i stay in the kitchen now i am this bit of chicken it's okay we'll be fine and then the next morning i woke up and i felt fine you know i had a good sleep because it was very relaxed went and showered, got to work, started making a coffee for someone and went, oh shit, I'm still redacted. (laughs) It's been been 15 hours and I'm still redacted to fuck. It took me about four hours of the shift before I turned to the person I was working with and went, so last night uh, I was a bit redacted and I'm still a bit redacted and I don't quite know what's happening anymore. I'm so confused. (laughs) But it's, it's, yeah, it's the way it's such a wild film. There were three people who I think were just as redacted as us were in the in the cinema that I was in who were laughing at everything <laughs> boldly. <laughs> and there are some things that are just so like the like the bear taking a line off a leg I mean that's fun yeah it knows exactly how stupid it is the film yeah um which I think either makes it brilliant or just really shit, but it's shit in a fun way.
1: Well, Which is what you want, you know, from these sort of things. There's, there's, yeah. I was thinking about this one, like, it, when I was talking about it the other day, and there's not many, kind of like, monster movies these days. Like, obviously, I like Sharknado and stuff like that, like, a few years ago and stuff, but they became a franchise and kind of like fell, fell away. But, like, you don't get big Jaws movies these days. There was that Megalodon, but no one really liked that.
2: Well, the Meg 2's
1: coming out this year. Is, is it? by Ben yeah. Wheatley. Really?
2: Ben, not Ben Wheatley. That's his name,
1: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The, the it Meg. The first Tuesday. one. Done by Ben Wheatley. No. 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 The, the first one. Was... Such a curveball. So I'm, I, I'm very excited. The, the first one. Right. In 2018, <laughs> you Neil, know, I went to see two films.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One was The Meg. Mm-hmm. The other was Three Billboards Outside like Evan Missouri. That's the only two films I went to see in the cinema that year. <laughs>
2: the Meg has one of, potentially one of my favourite lines in a film ever. Mm-hmm. Because. Um, the old Japanese fella looks down in the water as there's um, a ship broken and there's all like shite everywhere. And <laughs> the Megs obviously came in, and, uh, mm. and he just looks and goes, And offer a bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it. That's one of the best lines in a film ever. Full stop. Is it's so, still I remember
0: that, is that. Does that bear any reference to anything? No,
2: no, no it doesn't. It's because it was at the time that I was writing The Jaws uh, yeah. so, so I was watching a lot of shark films and that just I had my notes of all of them and that was just like that's the killer.
0: And all for a bowl of soup?
2: Yes. Oh, didn't that must be a name. reference to something. Well it's for shark fin soup that the Japanese do but that's that's about it. I oh well maybe I, yeah
0: yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, he yeah, thinks it's that revenge makes, that makes sense, for the
2: yeah. shark fin soup that's a
1: prehistoric shark I, I think that shark just had like a penis bonnet generally. <laughs> I think uh, someone speak, tried to fuck with the shark. <laughs> speaking with, uh, about like lines that don't matter. When we were down in Kingston, uh, my brother hasn't sent me the picture, but we we're walking up the High Street, and there was Foot Walker, and I was just like, "You need to get a picture." My phone was, there. I was like, Please <laughs> get a phone. <laughs>
0: Footwalker!
1: <laughs> well, speaking of clothing shops, right? We're not going to do a structured
0: to- talk about just talking about stuff, right? Yeah. For the stag,
2: this uh, is ironically the most structured talk about <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when we met, met in the Merchant, I was waiting on my pal Grant coming along, and he just gave a phone to say, all right, how you doing? Ah, I'm all right. Aye, um, where is it we're going? Oh, it's the Merchant. It's on, was it West Regent Street? Yeah. And he's like, ah, right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm outside Super Dry. And I'm like, <laughs> Super Dry? I don't know what. I was like. But not always the, the, the... Can Gallery's way. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like at the bottom of uh, Buchanan Street. What's the mm-hmm. the one that crosses next to the Central Station, the line? The... Uh, anyway, that's yeah, yeah, right, yeah. that street. And I was like, the "Fuck is he?" And then Sean, who's, who grew up in Glasgow, said, like, "Oh, he's he's down there. What the fuck's he doing down there?" I was like, "Okay, fine, right. Just wait there. We'll come and get you." Because he's redacted quite a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Right, Sean, do you know where we're going?" He's like, "Aye." So me and Sean went to go meet him there, and he was like, "All right." I just I got off, uh, I got off a Queen Street, and I just started walking. <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, yeah, I do that sometimes. You know, I mean, just get, I, I, you know. And I was like, has that strategy ever worked for you before? <laughs> I was like, no, I always end up lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why? would you just guess? You just got off, and he's like, that's a street. Let's do it. And then he said, right, I've got the present by the way. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. And he handed. <laughs> Would <laughs> be a, a picture of Steven Merchant bald. it like, must be. It's either the role he was playing when he was playing a serial killer on a TV show or like a play or something like that. And it's just lit, really, you saw it, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. It's
0: really moody sort of artistic thing with Stephen Merchant bald. He's like, you like him, don't you? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm a fan of you know the Office <laughs> and Extras <laughs> and stuff, and I love the the of show podcasts. But I wouldn't necessarily say I would want a bald <laughs> Stephen Merchant picture that was apparently signed. And he swears by this. He swears this. <laughs> Which is like I haven't seen this guy for ages, and I was like, you have not changed in the slightest. I love you. And it's like, isn't it good to know that, that, that we know just so many quirky and interesting folks? <laughs> so it
2: was like Grant and Michal. They came out. They came back here uh, to Jim's flat where we are tonight. Yeah. They had a great night and then they spent hundred and fifty pounds on a taxi back to Edinburgh. <laughs> yes, they did. When they were probably about an hour and a half away from the first train. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, you don't. You get a at yeah. any time the night October fiber. I, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But yeah. Well, if you're listening, uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. Does um directional faults or anything, lead us on to anything else.
1: Well, <laughs> there was a time when I was in Venice when I gate crashed uh Dubonale's way of spoken, spoken about it. that one a podcast. sorry before. I didn't to do that. But, but <laughs> when I was like walking, I was aiming a direction and I was just like walking. Mm-hmm. That one? Okay cool. Um, well we could jump to the uh, famous people you got pictures of at your stag day. Well well
0: one one present was that Mihal got who, who who wasn't like in a present mm-hmm. mode, which mm-hmm. I mean I mean to say he, he didn't need a present, but Mihal got him a signed picture of Jerry uh, Springer for you for for Mihal he cool. got me the same
1: merchandise <laughs> Mihal the the Jerry Springer for for no reason. So is it is this just his thing? Yeah,
2: yeah. it's a two for one deal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's getting Becky Ted Danson for our wedding. No. Is it not Ted Danson? No, it was us. You're getting Ted Danson. Oh, he's getting something else. What's he getting? I don't know. Some <laughs> other second
2: thing. I mean, we haven't committed to that, really, have we? <laughs> like, <laughs> be I'd have to go in a car.
1: Know for the best. <laughs> no,
0: no, don't, don't you have to do that? Don't worry. Just don't do it.
1: No, we're going to gonna get know. a cut cutout of uh, Paul Warne so a big one, full life
0: size one. yeah. And then we're going to get a Ted Danson one for Becky. Okay, yeah, we'll
1: fit. Go for it. No, we're not doing that.
0: Well, that leads me on to we have one. But well, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But we have got. Well, we've talked about the Danny Devito before, haven't we, on the podcast?
1: The the the, the OG Yeah, Daniel. yeah, yeah.
2: The OG Danny. Yeah, I yeah, said Carver. Uh, Danny Devito. So every Wait, time but you but came but into your flat in Edinburgh, that was that was it. As soon as you walk in the door, yeah. there was just Danny Devito staring from you, staring at you from a corner, most likely with laundry in front of him, which just made it a bit weird.
1: Because
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he peered through the someone, laundry.
1: Did you buy that for yourself? No, Mihal got me that. Oh, someone said that night that you bought that for yourself. No, I never know. No. <laughs> no. So Michal got you.
0: Yeah, Mihal got me that. He got me a, a t-shirt with rum ham on it, but in the mm. in the style of rum DMC. Nice. I yeah. still got it. Yeah. I'll, nice do, I'll wear that for next podcast. Rum and ham. And he also got a light side coral cutout Now, what was interesting about that? Well, I mean, the decision that decision is interesting. And can, <laughs> we can try and drill down into that, or just leave it enigmatic. But. Well, what was interesting about that is that I, I put it in various places in the flat before it eventually perished because the glue fell off and it just started, you know. There's only so long you can keep a cardboard cutout of I have going. But I had them in the corner in the living room initially and what was weird about it was that even though you know it's a cardboard cutout, it still freaks you out. Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> you're still, like we can, and sometimes you'd look and it would be funny and other times it would just be really, really disturbing. <laughs> and I thought, I've been thinking for a long time, I think I spoke to you about this, about writing a, I'm not going to do it because it can't But well, if you want me to, I can. I would
2: like you to, yeah. But
0: writing <laughs> a one, like a one act, one person play, where it's someone on a cardboard cutout, or it could be even work as a short film, mm-hmm. and it would be at times funny that there's a cardboard cutout there. You you would look over the cardboard cutout sometimes it'd be funny, but then yeah. it also, it it wouldn't change, but through the context of what was happening around it, yeah. it would become either sinister or funny yeah. or That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? That's like the the gold man.
0: That rings a bit,
1: bell. The, the the gold man out my window at the... the no, it's uh, not what i Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the flat that I had before the one with top, there was the gold man. First day I turned up, uh, beside the bins, there was a mannequin, a mannequin that was painted gold. Oh, like I never thought this. Oh, mate, you're in for a while, right? It's <laughs> so, the best talk about it ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, gold polystyrene mannequin over by the bins. Yep. I'm coming, dropping off my stuff, going back to get the next load, coming again, dropping off my stuff, go back to the next get the next load, come back again. He's standing on the stairs.
2: Fuck
1: <laughs> Right now I bought there's no I'm not else. entirely sure you told me this either. Have I not? No, I don't know. Oh <laughs> it's fucking well. So so there's no, no one else in him the, him There's no one else in the flat. <laughs> it's just uh, I mean whoever was like give me a leftover. <laughs> right, we're the only people going in. Um, so, this is also a flat with Tom. That was the, the previous flat with Tom. Right. Anyway, so I moved the gold man back to the bins and we go get another one and we come back and he's back in the stairs. Was it Tom? No, I've asked Tom and I asked Dylan and they swear that they've never done anything right. And I mean, I've been asking Tom for years because it always comes up in conversation just like Do you remember the gold man. Is like, Are you sure that wasn't you? Always, yeah.
2: How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Did you move the gold bag? Always. Can't, can't help get into conversation.
0: You want a sandwich today? Yeah, but did you did you
1: move the gold
2: are you Are you going to be using the shower yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you move the gold
1: bag?
0: Did you move the gold man? And by the way, did you move the gold bag?
1: It was, so like the thing is as well, like, so we were taking stuff up to my room, from my room there was a perfect view over the bin so I could see the gold man out the from my window. <laughs> that's the title of the episode, I think. The gold man. Um, and eventually, like, he, he stayed beside the bins and I was just like, right, that's fine. Right. <laughs> 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 the gold man. A few days later, I look out the window. He's no longer next to the bins. He's in the garden, oh, like, behind, behind the fence. And I'm just like, right, fuck he's far enough away now. Someone's obviously moving him. Absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When's the last time you messaged Tom? <laughs> um, not too long ago,
1: probably. Can like... you message
0: him just the words "Did you move the gold man"? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> did, you did you get a response? And
1: well, hopefully
2: within the next few episodes, get a response about that.
0: The gold. Did you <laughs> <laughs> just did... nothing else? Just did you move the gold man?
2: Did you move the gold man? <laughs> <laughs> Can we see it? Just to, <laughs> just, to, just to clarify. <laughs> did you move the gold man? Yep. Yep.
1: Perfect. All right. Cool. right. Now, so I look out my window one day. He's in a garden behind a fence, so like between the hedges. You can see the old man. <laughs> <Stop it! laughs> he's
0: in prison.
1: He's just
2: looking. He's looking at him behind the fence. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't a street performer That you must take <laughs> as a statue
1: <laughs> Right Kept on trying to chuck a human Into a bed <laughs> so, Days turn into weeks Weeks turn into months Eventually the gold man disappears mm. And I don't see the gold man again uh, Until the very last day I'm in that flat and I'm moving stuff out And I look out my window and he's there behind the fence again <laughs> <laughs> And I ran through it I was like the gold man's fucking back <laughs>
0: the gold man
2: <laughs> this is the best story you've ever told <laughs> finally something interesting happened to you <laughs> this is the first and only talk this is the most important talk about anyone could ever listen to because it finally proves that Liam could
1: tell two conducive stories back to back well done well done that was the first day first time I saw him and the last day in that flat was the last time I saw him but how have you never told us about that before oh, I don't know I probably have it would be absolutely fucking rude. <laughs>
0: see, see, why do we bother doing, coming up with ideas? Just talk. We've got things have happened
2: to us. <laughs> By the fourth record of the night, nothing much has happened.
0: I think wow. something happened to you once, didn't it?
2: Uh, maybe. Maybe.
0: Um, <laughs> nothing's ever happened to
2: me. I'd like to, I'd like to end the um, episode on something, if you wouldn't mind. Yep. What? Which is uh, on Drew's feedback for the Pandora, um, the episodes we, the solo episodes we did in January. We asked our friend, Andrew, to write some feedback, and he has written some. Wait one sec. There's a gold bank. What? <laughs> oh, like,
0: send that to them.
2: That's the... That's, that's... Nothing else. Just that is the episode. That's the, Yeah, send that to us. <laughs> the gold bag <laughs> Fucking... It's even scarier than I'd imagine. It's terrifying.
0: It looks a bit like a
2: giant Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, uh, I... I Pray to God that we hear back from Tom in the next few episodes. <laughs> but to find out, stay tuned for next week.
0: Oh, oh like and subscribing on it. Aye,
2: right, like and subscribe, do yeah, you that. But before we end, we've got our friend Drew, friend of the podcast, wrote some feedback about the uh, solo episodes we had. We asked him to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it out. So his general feedback is love the new Cynthia intro sting, mm-hmm. which I have questions about for another day. Um, then we have my episode cold opens are good if kept concise either a punchline or a non sequitur would work well in the vacuum of a solo episode and fit in with the Tuneiverse anger at the Avatar movie has fueled a fantastic level of energy and cohesion of thought previously unseen in a Tuneboat solo episode (laughs) (laughs) Tashin fucking cheeky (laughs) you try and do it you get him to do one he would be able to honestly (laughs) Passion and purpose go very far towards making up for the loss of feedback from the others. I enjoyed the patented tuna boot, peek behind the curtain, and then in quotation marks, I've wasted seven minutes on this shit and we am not cutting any out. Freudian slip of Irish Mick shooting instead of cooking an omelette is wonderful. <laughs> a I'm sure it's been said in our episode. Go and find it. Then we go into a classic Dougal outline as previously seen in your Liam and Dougal episodes. Very avant-garde and almost cartoonish portrayal of characters. Oh, I don't quite Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Shines best when the anger at James Cameron shines through the relentless stream of consciousness pitch. Lots of funny imagery of frantic omelette binning and a gun versus bow shooting contest. The idea of a room full of people being divided into Team Navi and Team Human is very funny. Jim's episode. As far as I can remember, I've met Jim exactly once on the night we were either kicked out of or not allowed into every bar on Belmont Street. If you, if you need a reminder of that night, yell oi oi as loudly as you can, and you might remember. From my recollection of that night, where I was brought to tears to uh, tears of laughter several times, and from the podcast, I can safely say you're one of the funniest people I've ever met. You're the person that scripted an entire episode of It, showcasing not only your grasp of subtle and absurdist humour, both but also your understanding of your friends and co-hosts and how they act while on of it This was a hugely bold move that paid off greatly. So it saddened me greatly when you <laughs> gave yourself the hardest possible format to pitch and then proceeded to immediately give up on yourself. The initial denying your padding padding at the start was good fun. Much like Diggle, the passion you have for film and to a lesser extent the Manchester music scene allows you to carry the weight of a solo episode nicely. Enjoyed listening to that part of the app far more than the rest because your enthusiasm and energy is infectious. I'd like to draw a parallel. Have you ever played Red Dead Redemption? Yes. In the game, you're able to ride a horse and while riding the horse, you're able to draw a gun, aim at the back of your own horse's head and blow its brains out. (laughs) Jim, you didn't bother to mount the horse before blowing its brains out. (laughs) At least it would have been funny when you fell flat on your arse off the top of the horse. (laughs) I'm not your therapist, but you are funny. Stop second, third, and fifteenth getting yourself. Self-deprecation can be funny. Self-sabotage is not. You've got this, man.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Appreciate
2: that. (laughs) Liam's episode. You did yourself a favour by not listening to the other two episodes before yours. (laughs) Closely following the prompts while keeping them clear in your mind has allowed for the cohesion of thought which allows your script to be very entertaining while, brackets, based on the other two's comments in the review episode, close brackets, following the vibe of The Office. Drew's never seen The Office, and he's never watched Avatar.
1: Right.
2: Outing yourself as being a fan of J's in your list of J things, like the gangster <laughs> rapper you clearly are. <laughs> <laughs> the right table of voice actors that all sound like they might be related to you was hilarious. Cortina's recommendation, fantastic. Easy way to earn Drew points. The note in the description about the self-doubt isn't necessary. It, it's fine to feel trepidation when screaming into the void, but much like I said to Jim, you're funny, you've put a lot of effort in, and it paid off well. The vet-vet mix-up was very good. Don't know what that was all about. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, 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 that was really good. The idea of a blue-faced lunatic running around a park tickles. We can hear that you can see exactly what you're describing as you narrate. Primary criticism... This isn't a pitch, this is a full fucking script. Bravo. Even though I'm unfamiliar with the characters, I get the interplay between them to an extent and get a feel for their personalities. Sticking to the conceit of a room full of actors at the end. Brief parody of parasociality at the end. Don't don't actually know what that means. And now a quick criticism of one random thing each of you said. Liam, how the fuck do you not know if you've eaten or not? <laughs> yeah. Jim, I think you mixed up Pandora's box and Schrodinger's box. No, I didn't. <laughs> Dougle, you pronounce forehead like a character in a Sherlock Holmes book. That's it for Drew's Reviews. Well I think we should rename Drew the Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> he's always
0: there. That was fucking that was so well so well written, so well. Yeah. This is the thing about uh-huh.
2: Drew, he's a very well written man, but I've invited him onto the podcast politely declines because he knows he cannot have that level of wit or insight <laughs> without having to redraft it first. <laughs> I love you, Drew. You were a
1: fantastic person. Thank you very much yeah. for the kind comments.
0: I love you too, man. That was wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: And on that note,
2: let's end it there. Let's do
0: it. Another good one. What do you mean, Schrodinger? Like the Schrodinger with the cat, but I was talking about sending a box to someone in Pandora. I don't know if they opened it or not. It doesn't matter what's inside the box, it's about you don't open Pandora's box. It's got nothing to do with Schrodinger's box, it has no, no relevance to
2: it. I'll be honest with you, don't remember a thing you said. Well, yeah, basically, the, the joke yeah. was I
0: sent, a bo- I sent a gift to a girl in Pandora, I don't know if she opened it.
2: Yeah, that... that so it's just referring to Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah Schrodinger's
0: yeah. box has nothing to do with it. So if I was to send one bit of feedback back, which I'm happy to get feedback back from this feedback back, that
1: makes sense. Know your boxes. Who wants yes. to see the, the, the photo of the gold man on the last day? Yes, please. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Listeners, uh, send me both of
2: them. I'll <laughs> post both of them up. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you and all that. Like and subscribe. We have our link tree that you can st- click on, and you've got everything through there. Yeah, Thanks very, for setting it up, Nigo. That's thank all right. You very much. And we will be back in a week for you. In a second for us. Oh, uh, buy tickets for my play. It's in the description. Uh, yeah, links in the description as well. It's coming out. Uh, it's going touring. If you're in Aberdeen, if you're in Edinburgh, if you're in Glasgow, come and see it. If you're anywhere else, travel down to see it, please, because I need money for it. <laughs> Specifically, I need about seven hundred pounds to make from so, this. So please do
0: either come to the show or send us seven hundred pounds.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I either need you send me seven hundred pounds or I need seventy. Well, uh, about hundred and thirty people to come and see the shows. He
0: fantastic. All right. All right. Thanks Good night. everybody. Be Anna, be be as we always say,
2: man. you're only a
1: breath away from death. Away from death. Thank you. Fear the gold man.
0: Turn be... a <laughs> Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers.